So yeah, uh, Ramadan Kareem, man. Ramadan Kareem. Are you fasting? I'm not fasting today. <laughs> Me neither. Hey, you're not fasting, man. What you drinking? <laughs> Welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation Big Cat Country podcast. My friend Asad, you are parked somewhere in Denver during this exciting week. What's going through your mind? Uh, well, first thing is I'm kind of hot because I'm in a closed car and it's starting to get warm here in Denver. And we have two days, man, until our lives change. We're not getting married or anything to each other, but <laughs> our lives are going to change in two days, right? We're, we're hoping so. We're hoping so. We'll dive into that in a second here. We just wanted to Talk about our thoughts here ahead of the draft. Uh, this is a, a huge moment for Jaguars fans. Uh, I, I'm hoping we won't screw it up. We have a lot to look forward to. But before we do that, I did want to dive into this story on Trevor Lawrence uh, from this last week where Trevor gave this big interview in which he talked about his excitement to play in the NFL, but he brought up these different elements of his life that he values in addition to football. I mean, family, I think, sounded like it was a big deal. And this idea of his, you know, purpose in life and stuff that led some to believe he wasn't as competitive and driven as some other uh, goats <laughs> or potential goats that we've been accustomed to over the last several decades. Uh, what was your take on Trevor Lawrence's comments? To be honest with you, Bentley, it didn't rattle me or affect me like it did some people. Are people not humans, right? I mean, yeah, he has a job, right? People work. They have interests outside their job, right? They have hobbies, and they care about other things in life. Of course he's going to care about his family. Of course, I think the, you know, the thing that stuck out was talking about, was it his high school coach or something that said he could walk away from football and be fine, like, tomorrow? Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence in this interview says something to the effect of, uh, I would be happy playing, you know, 10 years, you know, and then walking away to the next stage of my life. Some people might be taking this subconsciously. They're already thinking about Tom Brady as their first comparison. And, and Tom Brady sure as hell didn't play just 10 years. And it's it's a competitiveness actually about continuing to excel way beyond 10 years that's kept him around. So I mean, I'm wondering if that's affecting people too. It should have, man. I mean, he's he's a young guy, right? And he has future plans it's it can't always be about football like after football's over people think about what they want to do after and i mean it's it shouldn't be a big deal is he here right we see the way he plays you see his attitude he even tweeted out you know saying like i'm very serious about football i love the game it doesn't really seem reasonable to question his decisions and i think we're all just trying to find a story here one of those things, again, where we're trying to find a story. And I don't think there's a story here, man. Trevor Lawrence, he's the best quarterback in the draft. I think he has a lot of drive. You've seen that he's competitive on the field. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter too much. I think people are looking too deep into this. Speaking of a story, we have Ian Rappaport tweeting today a leftover quote from Jaguars coach Urban Meyer. And he quotes, Some guys, when they're first-round picks, they get polluted. Some don't. Then he uses the Bosa brothers. Nick and Joey Bosa as examples of guys who still carry themselves with the right traits from before when they were first rounders. Hard work, selflessness. So how do you interpret this quote here? <laughs> Why is Ian Rappaport putting this one out into the Twitter space? 
I don't know, man. This seems like something a college coach would literally say. And I mean, Urban Meyer coaching in college his whole career, it kind of makes sense that he said that. And it's kind of funny that he uses the Bosa brothers as an example. Why? Because, you know, he coached them. He coached both of them, correct? Either way, they're Ohio State players. And I, I mean, I understand what he's saying. Like a lot of guys make it to the NFL and they're like, okay, this is here. Like, this is my peak, right? Like I made it and that's it. But then other players go in with the mentality, like I'm here now. I want to be the best at this level. Do you think he he's speaking directly also to Taven Bryan or, or like with that in his mind? Dude. I mean, I don't want to be a hater, but you think Taven Bryan was even like a really hard worker in college? So is it kind of a, this is just part of, this must be part of Urban Meyer's mindset and philosophy then. This is what he's known for, is, is this kind of language that gets people pumped up to work hard for him. Is that, would you agree with that or? Yeah, well, I mean, we could go with that, man. Because I mean, it does get your guys pumped up. And he's saying this, he wants his guys to be hardworking no matter where they were selected, no matter how good they were. And I think maybe it was more towards Trevor Lawrence, right? Than anything. Yeah, I I just don't want it to be like he's fucking, you know, bullying Trevor before he even joins the don't team. Don't play games with us, man. So yeah, a little bit of transition here. I've got Eugene Fernet, a Florida Times Union uh, writer, sports columnist. Eugene Fernet quoting Shad Khan on Urban Meyer, saying that he walks the talk, or I guess in my terrible Shad Khan accent. He walks the talk, all right? <laughs> you know, Shad's hyping up Urban, you know, thus far. Then he's now also, Shad Khan, talking about draft week. We've got a couple quotes here. For one, we've got a quote from Mark Long with Shad Khan on a video call saying, I'm ready to take my training wheels off, all right? What the f*** does that mean? What the f*** does that mean? I, I think I should get to ask you because I need you to break it down for me. I, I, I think it's like Shad Khan's self-awareness, like hyper self-awareness of being critiqued as a as a owner the last however many years now over the, was the best part of this last decade. He can safely self-deprecate knowing that we're going in a good direction now, like in a solid, like indisputable direction i i think that's his thing so he's kind of like to the haters saying like oh yeah really quickly like forget all of my hyperbolic circum circumlocative stuff i've said in past interviews about the status of the team i'm gonna admit that that now we're finally on the right track and uh here's a little here's a little uh goodie for you here i'm taking my training wheels off because yep i as an owner i definitely appear to have been writing like a tricycle the last <laughs> several years there's not what it sounds like he's uh, he's basically saying yeah i kind of wasn't trying i mean it took a long time to take the training wheels off if so all right so then back to fernet here we got a final quote uh jaguars owner shot Khan during during another during a chat said about draft week yeah it's unbelievable if this isn't a moment to enjoy for me and for all the jacks fans you need more coffee or you need something else <laughs> This is a great-to-be-alive moment. And that was a syllable-by-syllable syllable reproduction right there. But you can see he's he is pumped. He's almost, like, too giddy, <laughs> right? I mean, how do you how do you take these comments? Great-to-be-alive moment. Get yourself some coffee or something harder. Dude, I need a shirt that, that says all that with this face on it. I'm telling you. Shot, Shot is very – he's very excited, isn't he? He's trying to get his fans pumped up, too. 
which little does he know we're already at at that same level man like you don't need to pump us up anymore uh, he has a funny way with words so I'll, I'll say that yeah he's also been quoted saying he doesn't want to screw this up in terms of the first pick here so I guess pretty clear we're going with with TL. I want to see how the draft plays out, especially from like other teams' perspectives. Like it's a kind of a show for everyone else right now, except us. Yeah, I know. I've been hearing all this about like even look at the Dolphins are a great example. I mean they've they've accumulated first round draft picks just like we have and second rounders, right? So they're they're the same thing as we are. Like four picks in the first, however many, like under sixty or whatever, some shit like that. And and Tua definitely got out outshone by Justin Herbert last year. They're an interesting team with a whole tank for Tua deal, and then Tua kind of falling in in what would you call it like draft uh, estimations. They do have a question of whether or not they will build around Tua. But I heard some cool commentary on the PFF podcast about how you know even if Tua like just fails to pan out in the next year or so, they should ideally be putting a lot of good building bricks in place no matter what, right? So then they go redraft someone else or trade for another quarterback. But it is kind of weird to be from the Jaguars' perspective because we feel like, you know, all our questions are answered. But then even some of the bigger success stories of the NFL face a lot of uncertainty during the draft. We still have a lot of problems to fix besides quarterback, but it's a win in our book. Just kidding him. I would just hate to be in those like other spots because those fools are like, well, how far? Like, do you see how far Justin Fields is projected to drop now? Oh, dude, insane! I've, heard, I've seen pick 15, 16. Yeah, like what the f- what's what's happening, dude? Yep, and the Niners uh, are projected for they they said Mac Jones or or uh, Trey Lance, right? Lance now, isn't that weird? Like, there's gonna be a curveball. I have a feeling somebody's. Somebody's got a feeding somebody wrong information. Like Justin Fields is going to go top five. Yeah, someone someone's putting up a smoke screen for sure, which will make the rest of the draft interesting. It has to be. There's no way. There's no way he drops past eight. Yeah, and and also, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know for our pick twenty five. If I think if we were able to combine twenty five and thirty three and really move up, it would be interesting, right? Obviously, like Kyle Pitts would be a target. Um, I don't. I mean, people keep saying receiver for us, so I don't know how much. We need that after signing Marvin Jones and a lot of young talent. Like, what are you going to do? Just keep f-ing drafting them and then after a year or two, be like, all right, let's get another one. Like, all right, bro. Yeah, I think we're all, we almost have like a – it's almost like creating this culture of rotating, revolving door because we've already had several, you know, from Westbrook, D.D. Westbrook to Chark, even Keelan Cole, right, have all been touted as like this will be the number one receiver next year. And I would say for the, all three of those, for them more or less, it's, it hasn't really panned out that way. So yeah, man, it's I don't know about that. And then and then at twenty five, are at twenty five, are you still like draft best player available? <laughs> you know, at twenty five, like shouldn't you be going for position by then? I mean, it kind of depends on how the draft plays out as well. Like we were talking about, right? Like. One one team drafts this guy and that wasn't part of the plan and it fucks everything up and a bunch of trades happen. That's how the yeah. draft is so fun though, honestly. Yeah, you know, uh, and John Shipley had an interesting piece on how often uh, Trent Balky has been involved in trading up and down uh, in the draft, several trades. So, hmm, a little bit of drama. We might be celebrating our Trevor Lawrence pick and then they're like, with pick seven, the Jaguar. What the fuck? So fucking cool. <laughs> I don't, I'm not counting anything out. <laughs> It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. You know, you and I are going to be at a draft party. Was it like a draft slash birthday party on Thursday? Draft, birthday, but it's it's mostly for the draft, man, especially for me. Might even uh, paint my face teal, man. 
I'm thinking about it. I'm going all out. What's the craziest thing we'll do if, if and when we draft Trevor Lawrence? I mean, it can't be that crazy because it's going to happen, right? Oh, wow. Okay, so then let me uh, let me shift it the other way. What if we don't draft Trevor Lawrence? Okay, now that's a good question. Um, there's could be some broken things around the home, burnt Jaguars jerseys. Don't put these thoughts in our head. We, we need a buddy system. Like, violence isn't the answer. Like, we both need to, like, signal to each other, just leave the place. Like, go quiet, exit, exit very, very discreetly. Don't make a scene. And then, like, set a car on fire in the parking lot. <laughs> I was going to say, is it going to be anger or is it going to be more like a sad, like, I'm going to see you in the corner crying kind of thing? Probably the latter. Probably the latter. But hopefully that won't be what's happening. And we do look forward to recording some moments of our draft day experience that we'll share here on the podcast. In the meantime, thank you for joining us on this episode, this quick episode of The Drunken Jaguar. You can find us, as always, uh, on Twitter at Drunken Jaguar. This is an SB Nation Big Cat Country podcast. Thank you, Asad, for joining me via Zoom call. And I will see you on Thursday. So excited. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun in the words of uh, <laughs> in the words of Shad Khan. Uh, it's a great-to-be-alive moment. <laughs>